now but there's another rocky road Friends for Sale, uh, recorded 1991 to 1992 at Paisley Park and released on the 24th of August 1999. Uh, on the track we have Prince, we have Michael B, Sonny T, Levi, uh, possibly either Kirk Johnson or Sheila E. Uh, for some reason, um, obviously this album didn't have much promotion, people don't know much about who was actually involved with it, so people feel that the opening uh, drums are done by Sheila E at the very least and possibly Kirk Johnson, we'll never know. Uh, the song is 7 minutes 11, and joining me to talk about today are Zach Powers and Shannon Camp. Hello. Hi. Hello. Now, I feel like the genre is fairly clear. It is some smooth jazz from Prince. Uh, this is 90s smooth jazz, the era of smooth jazz. Uh, for some reason, uh, during the 80s, Prince had done a couple of jazz albums uh, uh, as a side project with a group called Madhouse, which was mostly run by Eric Leeds um, and had a couple of other rotating musicians who joined Prince and Eric. Um, but then Eric Leeds was no longer in his band. Prince had the MPG horns. He didn't really collaborate with them as closely as he had with Eric Leeds. So occasionally he would venture back towards jazz. Um, and I don't know why, because this track, you know, it would have either been on um, Graffiti Bridge, Diamonds and Pearls, or Symbol, and it would not have fitted on any of those albums. I can't imagine where a seven-minute jazz track would have gone on any of those albums. So it's unclear as to exactly which project this was intended for. Um, and as it is, it just sat around for, you know, eight years before eventually finding its way onto the vault. Um, and, you know, uh, it, you know, as, as his princes want, it takes about two and a half minutes before any lyrics begin. And Prince just does a bit of like, you know, this riff over and over again. And then eventually he kind of starts singing. And then, you know, for the final couple of minutes of the song again, it's mostly, you know, jazz solos from different members of the band. Um, most of whom are Prince because, you know, he's the one who gets kind of like the spotlight with the kind of guitar. Um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, a, a very long jazz song that... Uh, it's it, even then it is only the second longest jazz song on this particular album because the previous track was eight and a half minutes and that was also some jazz so obviously prince was bitten by the jazz bug in the early 90s well you thought i knew nothing about r&b just wait till you hear how much i know about jazz you know it's like it's baby making music i don't know what else there is to say it's super long and, you know, the words are sort of sexy, but also vaguely unintelligible at times. I think un I think intentionally so. Yep. Like, it just sort of blends with the sound of the jazz, so. The the song, yeah, so when I first listened to it, like, uh, was you know, um, uh, the instrumental opening was going on for so long, I actually thought for a moment that maybe the song would have no lyrics. It would just be kind of a little bit of jazz without any lyrics and then eventually they came in i do feel like the lyrics are pretty fluff like they're not important it doesn't matter like particularly what the lyrics are they're just there to add a little like an another level of dimensionality to the to the sound but what they are specifically is kind of unimportant 
Um, I will say when I every time I listen to this song, like, and this is kind of I think how it's supposed to be, I sort of forgot I was listening to it before I was done listening to it. Yeah. Like it was pleasant, pleasant sort of background. I was walking around or doing various tasks and it was pleasant background noise, but like I consciously kind of forgot I was even listening to anything. It was just like a nice sort of thing that was in the back of my head, but wasn't something that I felt demanded my full attention at the same time, which is fine and, and kind of enjoyable. It's yeah. easy listening, as they yeah. say. <laughs> well, it's funny enough, this is exactly what uh, like most of the 90s like jazz was. It was it was really weird, but it was always kind of pitched as like chill out, and it's like oh, don't worry about the songs; they're just done in the background while you do other stuff. <laughs> like while you do one specific thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I, don't know, I find it interesting because in in terms of the lyrics, Prince is actually talking about like another Friday night, another tired line. So it's like, and then he says, "Baby, you look good. Baby, what's your sign?" And it's like, how many have asked for your number before they even know your name? So it's it's almost like. Prince is doing this thing of like um, being like hitting on someone, but telling them that what he's doing is cliched. But then also it is cliched. So it's it's, it's this really weird like self aware kind of like Prince being like, look, I bet tons of people ask for your number before they even ask what your name is. So you know I'm not going to be doing that. You know I know how tired that is. <laughs> like how many people have hit on you? What's your sign? Like these are cliches that people are probably asking you. But then at the same time he's asking those, and it's just a really I don't know. It's just a really weird kind of thing where he's like you know, talking about a silly old game. And then it's like, and then he starts going, oh, and then the lights go out. And it's like, oh, we're there. So all of a sudden we've gone from Prince hitting on someone in the bar to the lights are going out and things are, so Prince is like moving things along a lot quicker. Well, he's Prince, you know. It's well, not probably course. not the hardest thing to pull off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I the interesting thing in this song, you're right, you know, the lyrics are kind of not that important. Um, and they're sung with such a kind of light falsetto that it does kind of blend... Um, it's it's weird because it sounds like Prince is singing like on the level of like a muted trumpet, if you can imagine what a muted trumpet sounds like. But that seems to be where he's pitching his vocals at. So they do kind of blend with most of the music. But there is one line that always stands out for me, which is where he says, when you feel the heat, this is kind of when the, the band do a, few, a kind of little stop start. And he says, hotter than July. Now, hotter than July is the title of Stevie Wonder's 1980 album. Um, and I don't, I don't think he's saying the words hot and then July by accident. Oh yeah. Because he was, he was known to be like quite a fan of Stevie Wonder. Um, and hotter than July is a line that, you know, that comes from Master Blaster. It was either that or seven inches from the midday sun, I think. (laughs) was the <laughs> choice he was making on that one. So, but yeah, so like, I, I don't know, the fact that he quotes a Stevie Wonder song and then about, I think it was like six years after this, he was working with Stevie Wonder. He did a song with him called uh, So What The Fuss um, with Stevie Wonder and I think on Vogue. So that's a that's a track that has got a lot of people on, um, which I may discuss at a later date. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's, that's the thing that always stands out to me with this. Aside from the fact that, you know, it is like, it is Prince almost being like, here is a genre that is popular at this moment, which, you know, in the early 90s was kind of like chill out jazz and him being like, let's do a song that is that, but without having any clear idea of exactly which album it's going to go on, because at the time, none of the albums, it would have really never fitted on anything that he was releasing in the early 90s. And it doesn't even really fit on the vault. You know, the vault is just a collection of old songs that Prince gave to Warner Brothers so he could finally get out of his contract. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the kind of... The fact that it is baby making music and the fact that Prince finds a different way to kind of 
you know, suggest that when he says stuff like when you hear the sounds of what true lovers do, it's like, okay, I think we know, we understand what you're talking about there, Prince. You know, uh, that's when your baby get a ride. You know, that is the kind of that's the light more than the the fact that he only says really the lights go out like a couple of times. It's not really like a chorus line or anything, but the fact that he repeats when your baby get a ride, and then he says when your baby play with you tonight. Like those are the like the words that get repeated a few more times um, throughout the song that sound more like a chorus line. Um, he even says hotter than July a couple of times as well. So um, it's just one of those weird things where the title of the song isn't really the chorus. And so, you know, I find that interesting as well when he he, he does that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, obviously jazz is meant to play with structure. So it's unsurprising that in this song he kind of messes a little bit with the idea of what verses and choruses are. And kind of you can't really kind of tell where a verse is and where a chorus is. Um, in terms of the structure of the overall song. I mean, uh, not to sound like like a deadhead, but I have a tough time talking about the song because it's mostly just about kind of feeling it and going through it and experiencing it and almost forgetting you're listening to it. It makes it for a difficult thing to actually comment on after the fact, other than it's like it's easy jazz that you just kind of play in, play in the background. Like it's, yeah, yeah, just... It's a pleasant vibe, but it's not demanding your full focus and the thing i me personally i don't feel it feels like a seven minute song like you know purple rain is i don't know eight minutes 24 and that feels like eight minutes 24 like you feel every second of that song here it does it, like the fact that it takes a couple of minutes before the vocals come in by the time the vocals have kind of finished you i don't think you really kind of noticed how long the song's been going on for um you know and even trying to figure out when the vocals came in i did this myself i listened to it a few times and i kept forgetting to take note of when the vocals came in so it you know it's a song that relaxes you so much that you can't even take note of exactly when prince starts singing um but yeah i mean i would say for me um you know this is this is you know it sometimes it feels like prince attempts a genre just to kind of see if he can do it um you know the madhouse albums themselves have a little bit of that feeling like uh, even though it's mostly led by Eric Leeds, who, you know, was a, a kind of classically trained jazz saxophonist, it still feels a little bit like Prince playing. Um, and I think that kind of still kind of lingers a little bit here. Like, it's almost like Prince has heard someone do a song like this and he's kind of imitating it a little bit. And I think also the fact that he kind of, like, quotes a Stevie Wonder line as well. Like, it just, it doesn't feel like he's 100% in there. It just feels like he's, you know, having a go at doing jazz. And that's why I don't think I can go any higher than... Uh, maybe a three out of five on this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's really hard for me to rate this just because it's so... Like, I don't have a good frame of reference for other similar music to compare it to. Uh, so I was going to give it like a 3.5, I would say. Because I think for what it is, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the same. I was thinking some, I was thinking between like a point. Five sounds about right. Maybe a smidge higher, but for the sake of simplicity, we'll just say I think a three point five because it accomplishes what uh, you wanted to accomplish. It's it's breezy and nice and you know uh, pleasant kind of mood music. It's it accomplishes that well. So I think yeah, three point five seems fair. And Prince did play this live a few times. He played it in two thousand two and two thousand nine. And on his final tour in 2016, the final performance of it was the 28th of February 2016, which would have just been Prince at a piano, um, which I can imagine hearing this re-kind of arranged so it's just Prince and a piano would have been amazing. Um, unfortunately, I was not at the Paramount Theatre in Oakland to be able to hear that. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess it's a song that maybe every now and again Prince 
you know, when he felt like going back to jazz, you know, he would just kind of resurrect Madhouse and just do another album of jazz. So I'm guessing maybe when he's on tour by himself with his piano, he was just like, well, you know, maybe I feel like a bit of jazz tonight. And so this is like the song that he picked. Um, but yeah, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about when the lights go down. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Uh, yeah, our podcast, Stage of Fools, which is about E's first scripted show, The Royals, is on hiatus right now. But uh, it's a great time to catch up on our back catalog if you're interested in a really silly story that purports to be a modernization of Hamlet. And I have another podcast called The Revisionists, not the Malcolm Gladwell one. Uh no history in the title, just The Revisionists. It's a comedy history podcast where we uh, take a person or event from history, we tell the real story, we tell a fake story that can be as crazy as the person writing it wants it to be, absolutely untethered from reality in every way if they so choose. And then at the end, uh, we usually they just make the person like a coked out club owner or musician or something, but sometimes they don't. And uh, at the end, we vote on what becomes the real history of the world going forward. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter for Prince Podcast, or you can email us, I'm not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guests here, Shannon and Zach. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And otherwise, goodbye. Next time.